0: Recording is on. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are live on Zoom, Instagram. This is Supreme being my podcast. As always, I start with the first three announcements sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you need anything worldwide in real estate, you can email us at TeamBCSold at Gmail or go to TeamBCSold.com. Secondly, Modern Success. If you're not on my program and you'd like to join, which is my personal coaching and mentorship program that I've opened up to the world, we have 215 members at the time of this video, I believe. Uh, You can go to joinmodernsuccess.com or go to my website, briancasella.com and go to the coaching tab and sign up. Uh, Special announcement with that is I'm now adding to the program. We do two live events a year for members only. And the first one's going to be February 2nd. I'm hosting it here in LA. It's going to be lit. It's going to be savage. It's going to be everything in between. I'm excited for it. The members are excited for it. So I hope to see you there. Also January 1st, I will be raising the price for modern success. So if you're on the fence, make sure you join now immediately before the end of the year, okay? EXP Realty, the last sponsorship announcement. Um, We are having a lunch and learn at my office, so you can find it on my Facebook or my Instagram story. Uh, If you want to RSVP, it's briancasella.com slash event. We will be streaming it worldwide for those interested and hosting it at my office. And if you want to join EXP, go to joinexprealty.com and put me as your sponsor or message me for more information. Okay, let's get started. Now that all the advertising shit is out of the way, let's begin. So, um, I was thinking about something today and I'm having, you know, one of the interesting ways that I come up with content all the time, and this is a question I get frequently from people, is man, you do so much content all the time for your students, um, you're, you know, you're paying students and then you do it for the world on YouTube and, and podcasts and stuff like that. How do you always come up with content? Well, it's I always return the question to people saying, how do you not have content, right? By virtue of us being human beings and striving towards progress, we should be studying and learning every day, which is something I do. But I also interact with a lot of people online and face-to-face all the time. And I'm always observing changes and You can say physical and mental changes in me. And that's kind of how I come up with material too is I observe maybe an improvement I've made, something that I wasn't doing, that I caught a new realization that I have some sort of new information that I come across. So there's always that, that machine is running. So making content for me is very easy. Just like whenever I do a speech, for those of you who have listened to me live or gone to an event, I never prepare speeches. I just go, I might have one or two bullet points and that's it. And then I just start talking right? It's gotten to that point with me because I'm used to doing it. Okay. Which is the main tip before I move on to the main subject material of this podcast. Once you start doing video and posting, because many of you who follow me have that desire, just start fucking doing it. You come up with a million fucking reasons not to do it. How about coming up with a million reasons to do it? All you do is focus on the negative, start doing it. And you'll realize after a couple videos and a little bit of consistency, you'll say, shit, this is easier than I thought. People think I spend all fucking day on social media. I don't. I spend maybe an hour a day creating content, posting stuff, and that kind of stuff. Maybe. That's it. I record little snippets throughout the day, put it on the Instagram story. It's simple. It's not like I'm like this all day holding my phone. I'm not a fucking zombie. I love having conversations with people for an hour, two hours, hanging out, and not even looking at my phone. That's great. Run social media. Don't let it run you. Okay? Very simple. Subject material of the podcast. I hope you're ready. I even lit a candle to set the mood because that's how serious this shit is, all right? I realized, and I learned this a long time ago, but this is something I exhibit in my life that I think will help all of you tremendously. And it's something you need to come to terms with and something you need to apply immediately if you want to live more free with less stress. Uh, This is gonna help you in relationships with people, right? None of them will end abruptly or less of them will end abruptly. And your state of mind and your emotions will live in a much more clean state, we can say, okay? And it's this. As an individual, you have to move through the world and turn the switch on of not expecting stuff from people, in particular, expecting things in return. Now, many people have gripes when I say that, but listen to this whole podcast before you you say something against what I'm saying, okay? I'm gonna explain it. Many people on an unconscious level are always expecting things from people, handouts, something for free, okay? I see it all the time. There's people who comment on my YouTube complaining that I have modern success, complaining that I sell shit, complaining about this and that, I should give everything for free. That has nothing to do with me. That's their internal process expecting everything for free, okay? That hinders them, that hinders their growth. That is a mental trap, and that will stop them from achieving any sort of success, guaranteed, right? Nowadays, they call it entitlement, right? Oh, you're, you feel like you're entitled, blah, 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 blah. Okay? I don't use that label. I just speak from a deeper level. Now, the reason is, deep down to your core, if that is how you feel, even if you don't exhibit the extremity of it, like something I said, where you're just like, oh, the world should give me everything, I deserve everything. Not that extreme. I'm just saying, even if a hint, a slight hint in you internally is expecting that, then you move differently. You won't take certain risks and you won't attack things viciously like I do, for example. Okay? You'll, in the back of your mind, expect some miracle to happen. You'll expect that maybe one day you'll get that magical handout. Right? The biggest, I can say, imbalance of this that I can see demonstrated in society is uh, the lottery, right? People tirelessly, oh, you know, if I, I can spend 10 bucks today and maybe I'll win that jackpot of $100 million. But in reality, I know it's kind of just gambling, but you're expecting a $5, 10 $20, 100000000 million, $500,000 purse, meaning you're getting that, right, as a, as a price, but you're not really doing shit you're expecting to spend one dollar and get back a million dollars in return. And then with that comes the addiction of the possibility of it and the whole gambling side, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about at the core. How does this feed into people starting a business? Many people who get on social media, do real estate, do sales, start any kind of entrepreneurial thing, do two or three videos, make two or three posts, and suddenly, have this expectation deep down, oh, people should listen to me. Oh, I should already have a million views. Oh, I should already be viral by now. You see how this permeates every fabric of existence now? Even if you exhibit this a little bit, it has to be completely eradicated from your system. This is why someone like me and some of my colleagues and other people that I, that, you know, the few that I follow or see that are having a lot of success You think the whole point of us putting out videos and helping people and doing this and that is just to get 100 likes on it or a gazillion views or whatever it is? For some people, sure. For some people, maybe. I don't. I put out without necessarily banking on the fact that people are gonna watch or like or buy my shit. I just do it because I'm expressing. I wanna give a piece of value that I think will help people. I wanna help the people that are close to me, if we're talking modern success and the information I give them from what I've learned. I'm not looking and saying, okay, you need to buy. That expectation is not there. I'm just putting out, putting out, putting out. I know that it will always return. Same thing with business, right? Because this is kind of business. I'm not out there knocking doors, making calls, having my team do that, and then at every person who we talk to, like, what the fuck, man? I knocked on your door, you should pay attention to me. You should help my business, you should buy from me. You should hire me as your real estate agent, right? There's that internal mis- or incongruency there with a lot of people and that, aside from the skills and everything else, affects and penetrates much deeper than the skills and the surface level stuff. This is what causes people to get burnout, right? Oh, I can't take it anymore. This is what causes people to, you know, spiral deep into emotional fucking ditches where they're just down in the dumps for a long time there's less expression when I do my thing and I'm expressing and I'm doing it and I'm just performing right think of it like that that's a great way to frame it that will help you tremendously I'm performing for the sake of performing I'm calling somebody for the sake of just making sure I nail that call perfectly regardless if they buy or sell my shit or want to set up an appointment with me on the real estate side, or whatever. I'm making that video to impact people, whether 500 people see it, or a gazillion people see it, I don't care, I'm doing it to do it. That, what I just told you, is the key. Now it's easier said than done, because a lot of people will start that way, and then if the dollars won't start rolling in, things change very quickly. And we realize that all along, they weren't expressing or sharing their journey or expressing individuality, or whatever it is. They were just doing it because they wanted views. Deep down in the core. Now only the individual can answer that. It's very easy to fool the people on the outside, most of the time. Most people are very easily manipulated and gullible, most people, right? I expect my following, the majority of them, to not be so easily manipulated and gullible, but to a certain extent we all are, right? Some more than others, okay? But when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you sleep at night, when you're with you in your own time, you can't fool yourself. So you know if you're bullshitting your audience. You know if you're just doing it for the views but claiming you're doing it to help people, right? Case in point. And I'm gonna tie this to something at the end if we have time. I don't really talk about this. I may have once or twice mentioned it on an interview or something, but you know, you can correct me if you hear me say this every day, you can call me out, but I guarantee you you won't because I don't say this every day. In the last year alone, I'm not counting previous years, because I've done this for a long time, since I've been on my own, which is a long time. Out of the kindness of my heart, I let people stay with me at my house. Months at a time, I've let people stay with me for a year, year and a half at a time, rent free. I don't make them pay shit, just from the kindness of my heart. I don't expect anything from them at all, not a penny, Not even a thank you, nothing. Now, if they give me that thank you and appreciation and all that, cool. However, deep down in the core, there's no expectation at all. And I'm going to explain now on a friend-to-friend level, business-to-business level, relationship level. I'm going to explain this to you, okay? Now, again, I I don't really talk about that much. I might mention it once a year or something like that, randomly, like this. But this story on Instagram will be gone in 24 hours. And this podcast episode, unless people listen to it, they're not going to know that about me. Same thing if I help somebody donate some money, sponsor some youth teams, sports teams, I don't brag about that shit, right? Because when I give the money, or let the person stay here, like I said, I don't expect anything in return. Let me show you the power in that, okay? And follow me on this as I explain this to you. I mentioned earlier, and I alluded to the fact of listening to this podcast will help you not have so many abruptly ended friendships partnerships, relationships, whatever it is. A lot of times we will give money to family, do people a favor, or whatever. And we may verbally say, it's cool, I don't expect anything in return. Here's the first mistake people make. We say that, many individuals say that, and then you know the person's like, oh, thank you so much, don't worry, I know you don't want anything, but I'm gonna pay you back. They say something that basically says, I will return the favor to you. Now, even though the individual that did the favor, the original favor, didn't expect anything from return and just said that, the fact that the other said, I got you, many times, now, deep down inside, that person that was told that now got planted a slight seed saying, well, maybe one day they will pay me back. But they still told themselves, hey, you know, I'm not expecting anything in return. But that seed was planted. And now... Now, as time goes on, even though that other person, which in most cases we know, they don't return the favor, they don't pay you back, they don't reciprocate the kindness, we hold that little grudge right there saying, you know what, everything's cool with Bob, but maybe one day you're drinking with him or, you know, you get a little bit of courage for most people, right? I just call people out if I want to, but in most cases, they'll get a little bit of courage. Hey, man, fuck you. That one time I lent you money and I didn't say I want anything back, but you said you paid me back and you did it. Boom, friendship ends. Or there's this underlying subliminal grudge between them. And maybe the other person doesn't know. He's like, what the fuck, man? What's with this drama? But because the average human being nowadays is so pussy and won't call shit the elephant in the room and confront things and say, hey man, what's going on? We just now keep existing with all this weirdness. And that will ruin your friendship. Same thing happens between family members same thing happens with uh, you know mating partners, men and women, women and women, men and men. Same shit happens, and it just builds up, and all it is is that stupid expectation. So, now, even if I let somebody borrow money or I do a favor or whatever it is for somebody, whether it's agreed upon or not, by the way, and again, I'm speaking from my experience, I'm just entertaining you, you don't have to believe a fucking word that I say, but this has helped me, live a cleaner life and move forward without feeling like I have strings pulling me back, okay? Let's say, for the sake of this example, just so you get what I'm saying, my friend Billy, if I have a friend Billy, which I don't, my friend Billy's like, hey man, let me borrow uh, 500 bucks. Before I even answer him or consider that question, pay very close attention here and this can be applied to anything, even outside of money. Before I even tell him yes or no or whatever it is, if I say yes, you can always say no, right? But if I say yes and entertain this as a kindness or an extension of me, before I even tell him yes, I've already internally decided not only that I don't expect anything back, but I've already accepted this is the key that Billy will never pay me back or return the favor. Just for the sake of this, let's say return the favor, so it applies to anything. I've already accepted that he won't return the favor. Therefore, there's no expectation, there's no bad blood, there's nothing. Now, if we're on the flip side where I hand it, again, I've already accepted that Billy will never pay me back or return the favor. But he says he will, and then he doesn't. Now I'm okay, because now it doesn't affect me emotionally, but I know Billy's true character and I can end that friendship with no drama. Imagine that and being able to step away from Billy or say, you know what, dude, we can't be friends anymore. I know you told me you pay me back. You didn't. That's fine. But it ends here. Versus if he said he'd pay you back and you're like, oh, he's going to pay me back and then he never does. And then he never does. Follow that timeline versus the first one that I gave you and tell me which one ends more peacefully for you and for the other person who wants to walk around holding grudges between people and all that shit. It's stupid. Yet probably more than half of people's friends, there's two or three of those underlying grudges between them and it messes with them and it fucks with you. And then nobody wants to call out the elephant in the room. Everything is awkward as shit. And now nobody can just relax and be comfortable. That's why I do it this way. And I learned this a long time ago. So even in the instance, like I said, of letting people stay with me for months at a time or even more than a year, no problem. I expect nothing in return. If they don't tell me thank you, they never pay me a penny, that's fine. There's no hidden grudge. I already accepted that possibility beforehand. Now, some people may listen to that and be like, man, that's sad. And to a certain extent, I agree with you, yeah. However, my intention is to live with less emotional, uh, we can say, weight in my brain, less crap in my mind, and more cleanly, more freely, less inhibited. And this allows me to do that. And again, this can be applied to anything, between people, between businesses, or whatever it is. And the more I move forward doing this, the easier it is to call situations out like they are, even tell this to people's faces, hey man, i am giving you the 500 bucks, and I know you've, I, you've told me you're gonna pay me back, I've already accepted the fact that you uh, will probably not pay me back. But I know you said you're gonna pay me back. Total mindfuck when you say that to people, right? Now some people will say, well if you tell them that, they're not gonna pay you back. Well it doesn't matter, because I already made that decision before I handed out the money. But if they're really a friend of mine, if they say they are, my spouse, a friend, a business partner, would they not pay you back if they're actually a credible individual? That's a small price to pay to find out their true character. And I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I'm willing to pay that price to find somebody's true character because then if their character is what I thought it was and strong, boom, I'm gonna have a stronger bond with that individual. If I find out it's not what it was, we can sever ties and I cannot dig such a deep hole with that person where later on it's tougher. To get away because now we have stuff invested together. You know, we have mutual connections and business or whatever it is. There's a lot of feelings and emotion in that relationship now. Makes it a little bit tougher and it hurts more when there's a separation. So, no matter which way you look at this, this helps so much in a lot of ways. Expectations, man. Now, as we move into Uh, different areas of life, right? Think about how this would apply as a salesperson, right? We talked about people to people, you know, relationships, business, that kind of stuff. But let's zoom in specifically to some examples, like business. Imagine how you'll perform as a salesperson, for example, if you've already accepted the fact that the client may buy or may not buy. You're not so focused on them buying, and then if they don't buy, your world's over. You know how, You know what I just explained? I explained to you just now, by the way, if you haven't made the connection yet, how to not be attached to certain things and situations. I just gave you that for free. Many of you asked me, many of you were like, Man, how am I? Not, how am I not attached to the outcome? This. And it's that simple. It's that simple. You do that. You learn to do that. You practice it. Now you're not gonna be attached to the outcome anymore. And guess what? People can sense that. So if we're gonna zoom in on sales, it's gonna make you that much more powerful. It's gonna make you that much more at ease and comfortable, which will help you sell more. This really leads to a strong lack of attachment to many things, many, many things. And it will help you tremendously. When I, I mean, I figured this out years ago, This leveled me up many levels in life, financially, mentally, physically. Man, it was so good, it was so good. Think about how this falls into now for some of you who are entrepreneurs and you're doing your thing and maybe you have accountability partners and you have other people around you. What do you do? You immediately set a lot of expectations on them. If I have an accountability partner, by the way, as part of my motivation to start my business, I've already accepted the fact that they might stop showing up after a week and I need to continue forward. But how many people will experience the accountability partner flake out or start to slow down, and then they slow down and that's an excuse? Well, my accountability partner didn't call me at five in the morning so I couldn't wake up. Starting to make the connections here? Now, the quicker you can figure this out and understand what I said, it might take you listening to this multiple times the quicker you can figure it out and apply it, you will step into another realm, literally. And you'll be able to operate at a level other people can't operate at. You'll seem so unaffected by other people's actions and speech, even attacks, that some people will kind of look at you funny, even when they listen to you, the way you walk, the way you talk. What's going on? Oh, this person's different. Damn right, you're different. It's like a superpower. It's simple, yet at the same time, so few people understand this and can apply it that it literally is a superpower, okay? So I, I really hope that you enjoyed that. I really do urge many of you, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you've been following me for a while, to begin to um, apply some of these things, man. Uh, I'm not here just to psych you up. I'm here to give you practical stuff that you can apply that's deeper than most of the bullshit that's out there of work hard and stay consistent, right? This is huge, and this, I believe, is probably one of the best podcasts in the sense of applicable information to make the biggest impact in all areas of life, okay? So, again, hope you enjoyed it. With that said, I'll open it up to Q&A now. Um, And again, if this is a topic that you enjoyed, uh, it's topics like this that I go way deeper on and explore a lot more of these things in modern success. And these are the things that trickle into all areas of life that just make you an overall better person. So I recommend you join the program. Really fucking hate one of my roommates. What mental tips do you have for me to just get over it? I, I literally just went over that, Sam. But if you if you hate him, confront him and say, the way you behave, the way you are personally, I don't approve, right? You're allowed to behave however you want. I expect that with me in our space, living together, that you um, address me this way, you operate this way. I'm in my space, you're in your space. That's it. Yes, Laura. You're right, it is the most profound. Thanks, man, just cut ties with my team leader. I saw her true character and had to leave before Bon got too close, good job, man. You studied the Venusian arts? Cameron, you must be a new follower. Steven. Yes, I've been involved with the pickup community and pretty much all the top dogs in the pickup community for years, man. Um, thank you, BC, you're welcome. I'm in motivation. Do a real estate exam next week. Cool, there you go, dude. Awesome, Fred. How uh, much more than motivation, Fred. See you for what it is. Can't stay too long, because i got to hop on another um, um, what's it called? I gotta hop on another podcast, they're interviewing me. Uh, Vince, Kelvin is good, Prince, and also the Venusian Arts and Mystery and all those guys are really good too. Um, stick with that and you'll be fine. I have a buddy who needs a place to live. I have the space, but he's a negative dude, yep. Would it be okay to prospect sellers an hour away? Uh, I don't think so, man, for a listing, I would. I gotta go there once, put a lockbox on, sell it, and go back one more time just to take the lockbox off. Easy money. Cool, awesome Fred. What other questions do you guys have? Zoom, Instagram? Best place for scripts? There is no best scripts, dude. Um, There's a ton for free. Even if you're in a different industry than real estate, just grab some, memorize them, and get going. Best way to pre-qualify, listing appointment, door knocking. The same way you would calling, man. Just go through your script. Best book to read about entrepreneurship or real estate? There is no best book read. Uh, I would just say pick up some copies of everything. If you type real estate on Amazon under books, you'll get a bunch. Same thing with entrepreneurship. Officially licensed with your of yesterday. Cool, man. Sweet. Remember Mr. G months ago asking you about business. Sweet. License a month. First deal closed on the 14th. Another pending formal on various stages. Good, man. Congrats. Do you ever use property radar for leads? No. Which audience do you like the best? Uh, they're all pretty much intertwined the same for me. Dude, I really don't see a difference. I just see the same people using different platforms for the most part. But if I, I guess if I had to pick it'd be Facebook just because my Modern Success group is on Facebook. We have our own private group. So I tend to give the most there and pay most attention there. So I would say that. How long does it take me to do a CMA? Five, 10 minutes? Simple. I think a lot of people in the real estate industry overthink and drive themselves crazy doing a CMA when it's like the most basic, easy shit to do. House A, what's a similar one? House B, House C, boom, CMA, done. What do you use for lead gen? Oh man, Brandon, you're way behind, dude. Mojo to call, we door knock, we do a bunch of stuff, dude. Vulcan 7, it's in the description of all my YouTube videos. Doesn't matter, Door knock whenever you're gonna do it consistently. There's no best day, there's no best time. I've knocked on Saturday mornings when supposedly is the best time for three hours and I talk to five people because nobody opens the door. Uh, you know, you're rolling the dice every time you go out. So just the most important thing is pick um, a consistent time and do it every day. You have to, If you're not doing it, I would say at least four days a week if you're new and you don't have much business, then you're not doing it enough. Sweet, James. Awesome, dude. The phone numbers aren't on the MLS for expired, so you got to get a service, dude. Red X, Vulcan 7, that kind of stuff. Cool. Awesome, James. Hopefully. Yeah, you're closing in um, – you're closing one in December, I think you said, so good. What's up, Greg? Someone as just as took me forever at the grocery. Making a decision. Yep, taking too long, man. You're right. Uh you choose which neighborhoods to door knock in uh, if there's movement, like a lot of sales uh, per month? And also, I look for expires and FSBOs, too, to door knock around. I keep track of how many doors I knock, uh, bro, but I also keep track of uh, the people I talk to. I want to hit minimum 100 doors. And usually, when I hit 100 doors, I talk to about 30 people on average. So... Taking my state exam tomorrow, excited to finally. Cool, man, awesome. Most stores I've hit in one day, I think it's like 130 or 140 or something like that. I think it took me like four and a half hours, something like that. I normally would hit about 100. I didn't know what areas are selling the most. Oh, you guys are killing me. You can go on your MLS or anywhere online and find, especially if you have access to the MLS. Just look at what cities and zip codes, how much has sold in the last 30 days and the ones that are the highest, that's where the most sales are. Do you have a video on the exam? The real estate exam? I have a few but you're not gonna hear anything special in it. I've actually had people comment on my YouTube on the exam uh, videos. Oh, this is basic information. It's like, what the fuck am I gonna give you about passing a stupid, easy fucking state exam test? You think, oh, this is the secret to, to pass the exam. You fucking study what they give you and then you know it well enough to pass the test, right? So I think people look at these situations and certain things and they just like amplify it to some fucking monster that it's not. Uh, 30 calls a day to 200 ever since I bought Mojo, nice. Yeah, I would say 200 days a minimum unless you have a big book of business already. We're not gonna be fun. Yep, hell yeah, dude. It is fun, man. I'm a one-third minority shareholder of a business and was forced out owning a business and dealing with the other two owners as hell. Wow, that sucks, Laura. Yes, we need to talk about that more on Modern Success. What's up? Estate tests as hard as everyone says. No, whatever the majority is saying is not true. It's not fucking hard. I passed my real estate exam. I walked out after 35 minutes and I probably got almost everything right on it. It's 150 questions. I studied one hour and maybe a little bit more for a, one day, every day, for a month, and took practice tests. That's it. One hour. No cramming, no fucking crash course, none of that shit. On a home renting it to yourself? Sure, if you want. I guess. I don't know anybody doing that. What percentage of realtors are killing it? I would say probably 10%. Yep, you finished in less than half an hour, Sarah. Well, that's because you're part of Modern Success, you're special. All right, uh, I'll answer like one or two more questions. Uh, Seminar at Phoenix soon? No. No book coming soon. Uh, how reasonable, don't, when you're thinking of what you wanna do, Jaws, reasonable is not the word that you should be thinking. It's not reasonable to be a realtor. It's not reasonable to be an influencer. It's not reasonable to make three, four, five, hundred thousand dollars a year or a million. It's not reasonable to own a GTR. How important is video quality and editing? Obviously not, because my video editing and quality is shit and people complain about it. And look, I have a hundred and something thousand subscribers and look what I'm doing. Peace to you. If an owner tells you they're offering 2%, what do you do? We'll talk about that in the Modern Success Group, dude. That's a FISBO objection. Are you getting a full sleeve? Maybe eventually pass both exams. I have no idea how to start in real estate, dude. If you're watching my channel, did you see that? Just my real estate stuff. You have more than enough to get started. There are my sisters. Wow, they forced you out. And that's our family, Laura. and They tell us we're supposed to love our family unconditionally. Look what they did to you. Cool. Okay. Awesome, guys. I'm going to take off. I have to jump on another call here pretty soon. Uh, Thank you for being here. If you need anything in real estate, as always, go to teambcsold.com or email us at teambcsold at gmail. Secondly, Modern Success. You guys know I have a lot of members here live. Uh, Make sure you go to join success.com. It's my coaching and mentorship that's open to everybody. Or you can go to my personal website, uh, briancasella.com and go to the coaching tab. And lastly, eXp, we have the Lunch and Learn tomorrow. Make sure you sign up or go to join.exprealty.com if you want to uh, join uh, the brokerage. Okay, if you need any more information, let me know. Other than that, peace out, stay sexy, and we'll see you next Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Peace.